Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Even If podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lowe, and I'm always so glad when we can spend some time together. I don't want to dawdle too long because we have got so much to talk about today. Oh my gosh. But before I do jump into that, first, if you're not subscribed to our newsletter, go over to evenifpodcast.com, hop on there. There's a link for you to sign up. You can get a newsletter each week where you can find out more information, get encouraging scripture, uh, and just some extra words of encouragement if that would bless you uh, each week. I'd love for you to go over there and, and hop on that email list. The second is if you are not yet watching this on YouTube, I'm on YouTube now and I will still continue to be on the podcast. That's not going to change, but it's a video format. And so you can see my cute little dog Rufus in the background taking his nap. He has kind of become the even if mascot and he didn't even realize that he is just, he's the happiest dog y'all. He's this cutest thing. And so he's on the podcast quite a bit. So if you're listening to it, you can't see him, but if you go over to YouTube, you can check that out. So I don't want to spend too much time on that y'all because we really do. We've got a lot to get to today. But so without further ado, y'all, let's go ahead and dive in. I said at the top of the show, I don't want to dawdle today because I got a lot to dive into. Whenever an episode comes out, I listen to what you guys say. I I listen for your feedback. I love your emails. And so whenever I started getting emails after the August 1st episode, it was about uh, the three keys to authentic friendship. And y'all, I really didn't expect that much of a response, but I started get I got a couple of emails and then got a text from a friend and then there was somebody who reached out on social media and I just started hearing you speak about and start pouring out about what friendship is like in your life and some of you shared your problems or the things that you have faced and I realized that there was more to this conversation than what we had talked about and So today, this episode is for all of you, those of you who are struggling, those of you who have had friendships fall apart, those of you that have questions about how to navigate hard things in friendships or deal with the challenges that come with people that you love deeply. So we're talking about it today and hopefully encourage people in some ways that maybe they were feeling defeat before, because I know the enemy wants to undermine friendships. He wants us to feel alone and he wants us to be in in a place of defeat in something that can be a blessing. So let's get to it. The first question was from a listener who said to me, my friend and I got into an argument a couple of months ago, and we really aren't talking anymore. We have been friends for a long time, and I want to work it out with them, but I don't see how we can at this point. If you have had a falling out with a friend or somebody you just don't talk to anymore because maybe you had a disagreement, usually there's somebody left going, but I hoped we'd figure this out. I thought we'd work this out. I didn't think this was a deal breaker. And so when we talk about how do we fight fairly with a friend or you know, what do you do whenever you've come to an impasse with a friend, there, you've got to first consider how healthy is this person? Are they in a place where they can have a rational conversation and come to the table with you. But that if they are, okay, and we're just going to assume they are for right now, if they can't, that that you need to consider whether or not you can push that. The second, but if they are capable of having a conversation, I think the first thing you've got to do is, is seek understanding. Often when you seek understanding, feeling understood, feeling like you are being understood is often all someone needs to be able to try to move forward 
in a relationship. So the first thing is if you can just try to look at it from their side. And if you need to apologize for any portion of it, owning your portion of this is if it, even if it's just a that big, just a teeny tiny sliver of it, owning your own portion of this might be all it takes to get things moving. And often it's when we're not talking to each other that, that the, the situation grows and it expands in our head. And then the last thing as I'm, I'm going to say this is I want you to ask the question, will this matter in five years? Okay. If, if it's something that is of true significance, like you, you really, there is some spiritual significance or the dynamics are really complicated and it really will matter five years from now, then yeah, sure. Maybe you do need to have a harder conversation, but if it's not going to matter in five years, I think somebody needs to just be the bigger person and let it go and say, man, we were being dumb and move forward. Fair, fair. So, but fighting fairly with a friend is hard. And I'm just going to say it is not fun it is one of the hardest things I think we have to do in the friendship realm is learn how to have disagreements and love each other still and then come back together. And so I think that happens with understanding, owning our part, and then just keeping a better frame of reference on what uh, what it really the significance of it. Okay, that's I, yeah, I'm trying not to get I don't want to get two in the weeds with these questions, because I there were five or six of them. And so I want to get to as many of them as I can, hopefully today. Okay, so the second question, she wrote, after years of struggling to find a group of friends, I've finally found some people at a new job. We've done quite a few things together over the past couple of months, and I really like them, but I'm struggling to talk about my faith with them. I don't know if they are believers and if not, I'm afraid they won't want to hang out with me anymore if I say something. Jesus is an important part of my life, but I don't want to be lonely again. Can we just collectively take a second and acknowledge being lonely is one of the, the hardest things to, to endure. And then if you complicate it by being rejected for your faith, and then the awkwardness that that could create within your work place. As, as your podcast friend here, I just want to tell you, I'm sorry uh, that, that, that you're, you're struggling with this. And yeah, is there a real possibility that you could be rejected for your faith? Absolutely. 100%. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. There's, there's no way around it because you know, if we're going to be bold in our faith and we're going to, to live this life differently and look differently than the culture at large looks, then there's going to be times where people are going to go, Oh, I don't know. What's all that Jesus in her? And what's all that? She's, she's crazy. And maybe I am, but you know, if that, if they see Jesus, then that's all that matters. But we're called to be light in a dark world. And we're called to sometimes look different than what our culture looks like. And so if that is a real, that is a real possibility and I'm not diminishing what that risk is for you. I think there's a couple of ways you could go about this. Two of them are that you could, you know, rip the bandaid off. Um, it doesn't have to be awkward. You don't have to show up on their doorstep and knock on their door and say, we need to talk about the plan of salvation. Although if that's what you feel led to do, go right ahead. But I think you can say something along the lines of, Hey, my faith has always been real important to me. You know, we've, We've known each other for a while now, and we haven't really talked about faith of any sort. Is faith a part of your life or your walk? And if so, I'd love to hear about it. And if they say yes, great. Yeah, no problem. And then if they say, no, nah, nah, I don't know, then they know that you do. 
And, you know, you're not going to treat them any differently based on what they answer, right? So then they just know that there's something different about you. And so I think you can infuse it into conversations naturally. (laughs) You say something along the lines of, I was by God's grace, I didn't get in a wreck today. Or, man, I'll tell you what, it was only Jesus that kept that from happening. I mean, you can say that, or man, Jesus just gave me exactly what I needed there. You can just infuse it into a conversation naturally. They're going to see something different about you. The other thing I want to leave you with, sweet thing, is that you might be the only person in their life who can model for them what a healthy relationship with Christ looks like. There are a lot of people walking around, you know, the percentage of people who are in church and then never go back to church after they leave high school, like after they go to college or after they leave their home, the number of people who have church hurt is staggering. And you might be the only person who goes, no, this is, this can be a healthy, good thing. And Jesus is a really cool part of my life. And so I would, I would encourage you to just keep loving those people. God's put them in your path for a reason. And, and furthermore, we are called to be the light in darkness. Okay. So I don't think there's anything wrong with going with a group of your friends from work to dinner and a movie. I don't believe there's a thing wrong with that. As long as you aren't going to cause them to stumble and they aren't causing you to stumble, then there is nothing wrong with you spending some time with them. Okay. And that may come with limits if they aren't believers. And that's a different conversation, but I really don't think that there's anything wrong with you going to dinner and a movie with some friends from work. Okay. And so keep being the light to them. Keep showing who Jesus is to them. So that way they know how awesome he is because he is, isn't he all? He's just amazing. Be bold in your faith, sweet thing. Be bold in your faith. You were called to live in this for such a time as this. He has appointments for you. Don't shrink back from what God has called you to do and listen for his cues on how to handle that. If he calls you to speak into their lives, if he calls you to to show up and, and be the hands and feet of Jesus, you absolutely don't shrink back from that. Don't let the fear of rejection keep you from what the Lord holds for those people in that place. Okay. The third and the fourth question kind of go hand in hand. I'm going to address both of them kind of time together. So the third one, it wasn't a question. It was someone who reached out and said, this is what happened to me. And this really stung. She says, I was running around with a group of moms who had kids about the same age as mine. A couple of weeks ago, I saw a post on social media. They had all gone to dinner, but they didn't invite me. It hurts so much to be excluded. We've probably talked about this, I think, on the podcast before, is that you have to give people a wide berth of assumption. What does that mean? That means that there could be a very simple explanation for why those women went to dinner and you didn't get invited. Now, our first inclination is to think, they, they started a group text without me and they decided to keep, they decided to cut me out. That's typically what we think, right? But more often than not, there is a simpler explanation and you would do well to 
think about what could have been the simplest thing that could have happened or the most innocent thing that happened. So the two of them run into each other. Maybe Bonnie's on her way to go meet her husband at Chewy's. Okay. And she sees Betty and she's like, Hey, I think we're fixing to go eat at Chewy's. You want to come? Yeah, sure. We'll come. So now there's two of them. They get there. They roll right up and behold, Brenda, she has just pulled up and she's about to go eat at Chewy's. So now Bonnie and Betty and Brenda, they're all like, hey, oh my gosh. And Brenda's like, hey, my husband's on his way. Oh my gosh. And let's just get a big table. And so then the three of them have dinner. They didn't mean to leave you out. It's just fluke deal. No big deal. So there could be a very simple explanation on why you were excluded. And I would I would consider trying to give them the assumption, just assume that they weren't being unkind to you. Okay. And by the way, that's all Brene Brown. Y'all know Brene is like the queen of, I love me some Brene. Anyways, the second part is this. If you are being excluded, let's say that it really is something that, you know, isn't fun and you really are being excluded. It really does hurt. And I'm really sorry because being on the outside looking in is not easy. And, and I think we've all been there from time to time, but being on the outside is hard. And I will say this, look at, was this just a one-time thing? And then the next time they invite you, because if they, if it's just a one-time thing, I mean, by all means, just let this go. But we'll say this, as the saying goes, when people show you who they are, believe them. When people show you who they are, believe what they show you. Okay. If people are unkind and they're exclusive or if they're catty and they're petty or if they're keeping score and you, you're losing, <laughs> believe the character you see. I'm not saying that you don't give people forgiveness and you don't give people grace, but often we would do well to just pay attention to what people tell us about themselves. The fourth question, and the reason why I kind of grouped it together is because I don't need to read all of her email, but the, the bottom line of it came to this. When do I know when it's time to walk away? How do you know when it's time to be done? And that's why I put three and number three and number four together is because you've spent time with this person. You've invested time and energy and, and you've, you've got memories with these people and you, you, you wonder like, when is it time to just give up on this? And I, the first thing I want to ask you is, have you spent time in prayer with it? Have you talked to Jesus about this person and the situation? Have you spent time asking him what he says about this? Is he holding you in the relationship? There are times where the Lord will hold you in a relationship often way past your time and you're ready to, to dip. But sometimes he's asking you to stay for whatever reason. And I don't know the situation. I can't answer when it's time to walk away. I know that there are some general boundaries. If it's ever, if it ever changes into anything mentally abusive, emotionally abusive or manipulative, I think you definitely need to redraw some boundaries here and re-examine the access that person has to your life. Always. If it becomes an abuse, friendships can be abusive. Y'all realize that, right? 
there is mental and emotional abuse with people. People, it does not have to be a family member or a spouse or a, a romantic partner. Friends can be abusive to, to the people in their life. They're like, I don't want to call them friends because that's not a real friendship. Uh, if you're being abusive, you're not a friend. But those relationships can get abusive. So you be careful. And I don't, that was not, I was not planning on saying that. So that might be a word for somebody who needs to hear it. But I want to ask you this, if you are contemplating, is it time to walk away? Okay. I would suggest don't throw a match over your shoulder and burn the bridge as you walk, because you never know, you know, burning a bridge is never a good thing. Okay. We've all probably learned that along the way. Am I right? But I want you to, I want you to spend some time in prayer talking to God about this. Is it time for me to just cut ties with this person? And have you given it time to come around? Have you given them ample amount of time to realize, oh, this isn't going well, or man, I miss that person or, whoa, this isn't right. Have you said something to them? Have you tried to have the conversation? Like, What's wrong with us? Why are we not okay? Like, why are we not on the same page? I thought we were, I thought we were tight. I thought, I thought we had a good thing going here. Sometimes you just need to have that conversation if you know that they can have it. The reason why I said, I want you to spend some time with Jesus in this is because I want you to be at peace. If you're not at peace in your spirit, if the Holy Spirit has not released you, you need to spend some more time talking to him going through whatever it is that, that the dynamics hold and saying, okay, Lord, what else do you hold for me here? Make sure that before you just say, I'm out, you're not my people. If it's as long as it's not an abusive relationship that, you know, you've spent time with the Lord and he has definitely given you that, that green light. So that's, that's where I'm, that's it. And that's all he, he gets the final say on that. Okay. Number five, and I need to read this one to you, okay? She says, I have a friend that I really do love, and I know she loves me too. But, but, there's always a but, y'all. But she has a terrible habit. Every time I confide something to her, she has to compare it to her own situation. If one of my kids is struggling or my husband has annoyed me, she can't just listen to me and empathize without comparing it to her, her own. And more often than not, her situation is always worse than mine. I don't want to be rude to her, but it's gotten to the point that as much as I love her, I don't want to tell her things anymore. What, if anything, could I say to her? We call them toppers at our house. Have y'all ever called them toppers? They're the people where you tell them a story, but they got to tell you one that tops that. I don't think that people sometimes realize how often they do it. And I think we've all been guilty of that, y'all. If you know me in real life, I'm sure I've done it to you. So I'm being very um, just humble to say, I'm sure we've all done this. But if it's a regular occurrence, and this is something that someone is doing every time you talk to them. And it sounds to me like this is a good friend because if they're confiding and stuff, there's definitely a a little bit deeper relationship here than just a superficial friendship. At least I hope so. If you're talking about how your kids or husband are annoying you. Um, but I, I don't know if you can have that conversation with her or not. I think that that depends on the health of that person. If I remember at the beginning, I said, it always depends on the health of the other person. I think it depends on how healthy you are for things you can handle. 
but I also think it depends on what they, they can handle. It would seem to me based on what she's saying that if she's always comparing her situation to yours, she's got some kind of a competitive spirit to her, or she feels like she can just lament to you. And more than likely, she has no idea what she's doing. I can imagine how frustrating it is. And I'm really sorry. Maybe it's your clue that she's not emotionally equipped to stand with you or just empathize with you in those things. Or maybe that is her way of empathizing. It's just a rough way. And so I think you just have to make the decision on whether or not you're going to continue to confide in her. If you're willing to speak up and say, Hey, listen, I'm really tired of you always topping my story. That's a fight you want to pick that you have to decide if that's your hill to die on. I'm not going to tell you whether or not you need to do that. But I will say this for those of us who are listening to this, Sometimes we've got to be the people who listen and just sit in the space without needing to tell people ours. Sometimes you just need to say, dude, I so get it. I'm so sorry. Sometimes that's all you need to say. They just, somebody else just needs to be heard. Sometimes people just want to feel like they have been heard. They just need to know that, that they're not alone. And so if that's you or I, when we're listening, I think the reason why I'm sharing this one is more for all of us to remind us, don't be that person. If they ask your opinion, share it. If they don't, just keep loving them. Just keep loving them. Because finding our people is hard. Sometimes you're going to find people who are great, who can go the distance with you. Sometimes you're going to find people that come alongside you for a season and that's okay. Not every person you meet is going to be a lifelong best friend. Their bandwidth may not be the same. Other times you're going to get to know somebody and then you're just going to realize y'all aren't quite as compatible as you had hoped you would be. And that's okay. Y'all, everybody has a limit on what they can give. They have a limit to their emotional capabilities and what they can understand and how much they can give back, how much they can show up. And some people are more mature, less mature. Some people have deeper spiritual roots. Some people have more shallow spiritual roots or none. And so that's all going to come with limits. Friendship is about finding belonging. Friendship is about finding who you can be in a room with, just be yourself. Friendship is about not having to pretend you're something you're not. Friendship is about showing up for other people. Your responses really tendered my heart. And I hope that this has been a good way for us to just kind of talk about it. Like there's nothing, there's nothing off limits here, by the way, y'all can ask me anything. If you have a question, reach out. This episode is because so many of you said, this is what's going on in my life. I love you guys. I adore you all. And I really do hope that wherever you are with the friends you have, I hope you don't just focus on having good friends. I hope you focus on being a good friend. We've talked about being authentic, being vulnerable, showing up for them, forgiving them. Sometimes it's just about forgiveness. There's not one friend you will ever make that isn't going to have a fault, a flaw, something that drives you batty. Every single person is going to have something that makes you go, 
oh, that's different. Everybody. And you have to decide, am I going to love them exactly for who they are? Because I'm going to either love all of them or none of them. Does that make sense? You don't get just part of them. You get all of them. So love them for who they are. Every bit of them, even their flaws. You have to decide, is this a flaw I can deal with? If you're going to be friends with me, you're going to have to know that I don't, I don't make my bed every day. And I'm really messy. My car's messy. I went and got it washed this week and I was really proud of myself. So my car's messy. If you're going to be friends with me, you may get in a messy car. I have dogs. That means I have dog hair. So if we're going to be friends, there can be dog hair. So the people who love me have just decided that they don't care if I make my bed. They don't care if my car's messy sometimes. And yeah, they may have some dog hair when they come over to my house. We have to decide if we're just going to love them, love them for who they are, all of who they are, or not. But don't ask people to be something they're not, because that's not belonging. As we wrap up, and, and we've talked about all of these things, the, the thing that I want you to remember is this, that there are no perfect relationships. You know, the goal is healthy. The goal is never perfect. And as long as I think we keep that in mind, it's going to make it a lot easier for us to navigate the challenges in friendships. And it's going to make it a lot easier for us to determine how we go about the, the things that drive us crazy about the people we love. So wherever this finds you today, I do hope that you're doing well. And thank you so much for joining us. Good Lord willing, I will see you next week. <laughs>